Hello, mama. I hope you are feeling excited and hopeful. I know it's Friday over here and we kind of like made like a false three day weekend where we had our like Friday traditions last night on Thursday night. And my husband worked a little bit this morning, but it just kind of feels like a three day weekend. It feels like the weekend is already upon us and yet there's two more days of it. So I'm feeling, feeling good. It was much, much needed after my husband being out of town for a week and sickness for the past two weeks. So I am here for it. I hope you're finding some rest and hope in your day. Um, I'm excited to continue our series today on parenting yourself. You are worthy of your tender and tough love that gives to your kids and you are worthy of that as well. And so that's what this series is all about is helping you remember that you are a part of the family. Like you're not this black sheep off somewhere. You're not, not existent, right? (laughs) We know this, but then we treat ourselves that way. So I want to just in this series, help you open your eyes to how you're elevating your kids, pouring into them and that you're not doing the same with yourself and even using some of the ways that we parent our kids to help parent ourselves so that we can thrive and step into the wholeness and the fullness that God has for us, just like we are constantly doing with our kids to try and help elevate their lives, help them thrive. So this is about you, mama. I want to help you step into that next zone of goodness with God. And yes, so that sometimes that's giving ourselves that grace and love. And sometimes it's kicking ourselves in the butt and saying, Hey girl, get to bed or uh, read your Bible. That's what we're going to be talking about today, among other things. But I hope that this helps inspire you to just go for it because you're deserving of it. Um, And today, yeah, we're going to dive into our relationship with God and there is nothing more essential. So I hope this will inspire you to go deeper with God. I hope it'll help you see maybe some ways that you have been preventing yourself from the growth or from really prospering in this area through these new perspectives. So I'm excited. Get excited. Let's do this, mama. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, before we dive in, I just want to remind you, if you want to go deeper, uh, if you want someone to look into your life, to see what's going on, to give you some insight into why you are getting stuck again and again, then I created the Healed Mama Academy just for you. This is where I uh, you get access to the Healed Mama Academy course. So you have videos and worksheets to work through and really go deep with God and really reflect on what is underneath the surface. And then we come together 
together weekly to talk about it and to help you get unstuck in areas and we, we work through things together. You get to hear other moms that are in the thick of it and, and hear that you're not alone with how you're feeling and what you're struggling with. And it is so much fun. I look forward to our calls every week. So if you know it's time, come join us. You can find out all of the information at morningmama.co. That's morningmama.co. And I hope to see you over there. I love getting to know you. And I just wanted to take a moment to invite you if uh, you know it's time to do something different. All right. But without further ado, I really want to spend today focused on this episode about God. So, you know, as, as we're going through this whole series We're talking about if you're feeling off, if you're feeling out of whack, you know, we need to work on parenting ourselves just as if our kids were out of whack, we would work on parenting them. But I think today, especially if your life feels out of whack, that, uh, that it just isn't right. Something's off. You can't move forward. You are struggling. It doesn't feel like this abundant life that God calls us to, which by the way, is never meant to be easy by any means, but it is supposed to be full of joy and hope and goodness and hard stuff. But if you're lacking the good parts, if you don't look forward to your days, then there's something that is off. And and I think one of the biggest things that can create this struggle is our relationship with God or lack thereof. Uh, I, this is, could not be more essential. And I think a lot of us know this, right? You know, the, like, you know, that's why I'm here on a, a Christian podcast. Like I know God needs to be the center. Okay. Right. But then you just don't live that out. You are trying to, you are, you know, maybe feeling guilty that you're not, or maybe it's like this goal in the back of your head you, you want to work towards, but you haven't taken any steps forward or you don't even maybe know what those steps look like. And so today I really want to get into the nitty gritty of, of how to parent ourselves into a place where we can thrive in this area. And, you know, we're always kind of in this series going and comparing it with our kids and everyone I think might be in a different place with this, but I just know for most of us, I think we care deeply about making sure our kids have a relationship with God. I know at least for myself, it's like, this is the most essential component. Like I want them to be healthy in every way. And I care deeply about every area of their life. But to me, if I can help them thrive with God and have that rich relationship, then that's going to get them through anything, right? It doesn't matter what comes their way. They have that foundation to rely on. And so even if they start making bad choices in a certain area, if they have that, that secure relationship with God, God is going to get them back on track, right? The Holy Spirit's going to speak to them. God's going to be working in their life. They're going to be in community. They're going to not be doing this alone. And so to me, that's my number one goal is helping them thrive in their relationship with God. And I think many of you probably relate to that. Uh, Maybe you don't see it quite as clearly as I do, or maybe you'd say it in a different way. But I think overall, this is something that is really important to most of us that follow Jesus. And if you don't follow Jesus yet, just know you're welcome on this podcast. And, you know, it might look a little bit different for your life, but you're always welcome here. But, you know, for, for those of us that do follow God, we want our kids to know God and to know what God says about life, 
about how to live. We want them to know his values and live those values, right? We want them to follow that straight and narrow path that leads to prospering, leads to thriving. Um, We want them to go to church. We want them to be in community and be doing this faith thing with other people. We want them to be praying. We want them to be reading their Bible, right? We want faith to be the center of their lives. And this is this goal we have for them that we're working towards. But then for how many of us are we not living this way? Right? Maybe for you, you've gotten to a place where God is just an afterthought, right? You're going through your life and going through your day and you get to the end of the day and you're like, oh yeah, oh, I should probably pray. Uh, okay. And then, you know, maybe you try and pray and then you get distracted. Um, maybe this is, you know, you're like, okay, I want to read my Bible today. And you're like, okay, I'm not going to wake up early. That's not going to work. So maybe, maybe like during nap time, but then you get busy and you you don't do it then. And, and then you're like, okay, at the end of the day for sure. And then at the end of the day, you're so tired and you're like, oh, but Netflix sounds so great right now. And you know, tomorrow I'll try again. Right. And you just keep pushing it and pushing it. Uh, this can look like so many different things. Uh, maybe, you know, it's only when you're in a hard situation and you're feeling desperate and you cry out to God, God, help me. I can't do this. Right. Which is beautiful and good. And we want that, but also we need more than just those moments. Um, maybe you just feel like you don't have time to sit and read your Bible in this season. And you've just kind of said, you know what? It's just not the season for it. I'll figure it out. Or maybe you feel deeply guilty about that, but you're not figuring out how to change that. Uh, Maybe for you, you know that church is important, but you feel like this season is so full of sports and other things. It just, it's not realistic to be in community right now. It's not, we don't have time for church. So, you know, if you're in any of those different places or some of them are something similar, I want to help you today just get a fresh perspective on what is going on. Because if you are feeling, again, out of whack, if life is not feeling like it's in the right place, let me tell you that all of those things I just listed, those are your number one problem. That is the number one place where you need to start parenting yourself, where you need to help get yourself back on track to prosper in that area. Uh, Above and beyond even therapy or above and beyond getting your nutrition in place or getting those workouts in or getting your house in order, which all of those things are super important, but this is the foundation. And so if this foundation, right, you you imagine a foundation of a house, if it's not solid, if there's any cracks in it, if it's uneven, right, then the house is not going to stand, right? It's it's not going to be secure. It's not going to work well. It's it's going to, you know, I don't know how really found like house things work, but I think like, you know, maybe you could get a leak because if the foundation's off, it could, you know, it's uneven and, and the pipes break. I don't know. I just know it's not good, right? We So we've got to make sure the foundation of our lives is secure. And that's why we're starting here is because this is the most essential component. And I do want to take a minute and say also that if you are struggling in your life, right? You like, like I keep saying, if you feel out of whack, but you're like, but I really feel solid with God. I feel like, you know, him and I are good. We're close. I feel like I'm, I'm doing the things I need to do. And, and you're still struggling. 
I just want to say you don't need to throw shame on yourself or or think that maybe you're doing something wrong with God. I mean, yes, assess and listen to this episode and see if there's maybe some somewhere you've gotten off or somewhere you can press in. But it also could be that it's time for therapy or maybe even need medication or there's any other number of resources you might need. Yes, this is our foundation. Yes, it's the most essential. And we often need other things to thrive in our lives too, and that's okay. I know there's a kind of school of thought in some churches that you shouldn't need therapy. You shouldn't you shouldn't go and, you know, need mental health treatment. Like the Bible's gonna solve all of your problems. And yes, the Bible is the foundation I stand on. However, I believe that God has given us tools like therapy with a Christian counselor. Let me add that. <laughs> Be careful who you see. Um, but he's given us tools that help us to actually get through life. So I just want to speak to those of you that might be feeling that just because you are off in your life doesn't mean this is the area that's off. Um, yeah. But for those of you that you know this is the area and you need to focus here, then let's let's do this. It's time for a little bit of tough love. Okay. I want to give a bold statement to you. You cannot navigate motherhood well without daily connecting to God. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. You cannot navigate motherhood well without daily connection to God. That is it. Done. No negotiations. No asterisks. Like, absolutely. It, it, motherhood's not going to go well without this. Okay. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to spend hours in deep prayer and you have to read 10 chapters of the Bible every day and and work through eight devotionals, right? Like, no, that's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying a connection to God, a daily connection to God. And that can look like a lot of different things. And we're going to get into the nuances of that in a minute. But I want to go to help you understand this. Let's go to our kids, right? We're parenting ourselves so we can compare what we're doing with how we would parent our kids. So if you're ever getting stuck in an area, just think, okay, how would I parent my kids in this area? And this is going to help you parent yourself. Okay. So if we were wanting to teach our kids how to connect to God and how to rely on him, what would we say? And I want you to sit and think about that and maybe get a pen and a journal out uh, and, and just think through, like, how would you do this? How have you done this? Uh, and if you haven't tried this, like, what do you think the best way to do this would be? How would you teach your kids about God to help them understand in a healthy way the goodness of having a relationship with God? Okay, here's what I came up with. I want you to, after you finish your list, uh, this is what I came up with. Number one, if I'm trying to talk, teach my kids about God, I am first and foremost going to make it exciting, right? Kids hate being bored. (laughs) Kids do not do great with lectures most of the time. Probably all of the time. I give too many of those sometimes. I love like philosophizing and and thinking of how to explain something. And (laughs) I know most of it is whoosh right over their heads. Oh, right over their heads. So, right, exciting. Kids love games. Kids love rewards and prizes and 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 fun things, right? So, we were trying to teach our kids about God. We would try and make it 
fun. We present it in a way that is exciting, that works for them and their personality and what they think is fun, right? Uh, a few months ago, Lauren, that uh, she's the someone that leads our Facebook group, and she came on here and shared some ways that she's taught her kids about God. And she had some, so many brilliant ideas. And one of those was uh, helping her kid play like Bible video games, essentially. And I just think that's so great, right? Like any way that's going to connect to them in a way that they're like, oh yeah, God's cool. Like God's great. And, you know, I think sometimes we feel like we have to make it boring because I don't know, like otherwise we're missing the seriousness of it. And it's just not true. (laughs) It doesn't need to be boring. You know, I think that's, that's why I love, uh, going to a non-denominational church because kids, the kids programming is fun. They dance, they shout, they sing, they get dollars that they get to spend at the store afterwards. They do crafts, right? Like, like so many fun things to help them get excited about who God is, right? Instead of sitting in adult service and not understanding it and being bored out of their minds and being like, I don't want anything to do with this God, right? So if we're, if we're teaching our kids, we want to make it fun. So now let's take that back to you. Okay. If, if that's how we get our kids excited and we're trying to parent ourselves, how do we make it fun for you, right? What would make it exciting for you? What does this look like? And I want you to think through this, think through all of the different elements, like what gets you excited? Maybe it is getting a new journal and that journal is going to be this beautiful, maybe a special pen with it. And this is going to be your special prayer journal. Or maybe it's uh, a journal where you, uh, you know, write down your verses that you want to memorize or, uh, write down your thoughts on scripture as you're reading it, what, however you want to do it. What, what's going to get you excited? What time of day gets you most excited? You know? And you know, this one, I, I love my mornings and I don't think initially I would have been excited for mornings. And I think even sometimes I don't want to get out of bed. I'm tired and I'm, especially in the winter, I'm cold. Like I want my covers, but <laughs> I know I've seen the impact on doing it the first thing in the morning and how much that that changes my day and shifts me into a space where I'm showing up as who I want to be, the mom I want to be. And so that excites me, right? The thought of morning, maybe not so much, but the thought of getting up before my kids and being prepared mentally, emotionally, spiritually for the day and, and, and being in control of the environment that I'm setting as, as we enter our day, that excites me. And, and I know in comparison to like when, you know, when I don't wake up early or maybe my baby wakes up really early or, you know, I woke up a lot in the middle of the night and so I let myself sleep in and then I start the day like groggy and my kids are awake and we're already having to like run into school mode and it's just, overwhelming and exhausting and I'm angry and it's just not good. So the thought of being in peace in the morning excites me. So, but what does excite you? You know, maybe that's not it for you, you know, and you can try different things too and see what feels the most exciting. Once you kind of get a rhythm, give yourself a couple weeks at least though to adjust to it first before deciding. Uh, But maybe for you, it's nap time. Maybe for you, it is nighttime and you love just having like a hot cup of tea and you snuggle in your bed and you and Jesus just have some amazing time together. Like, what is it for you? Okay. What else? What, what else could you incorporate? What kind of drink are you going to have? All about some coffee over here, uh, with, I, I love my flavored creamer, like a almond creamer that almond and, uh, what is it? 
oat milk. There you go. Those, those like vanilla pumpkin spice, right? That excites me. I look forward to that in the morning. So what is that for you? Maybe it's tea. Maybe it's that. What, what else are you doing? Maybe can you incorporate art? Can you paint a picture as you're sitting with Jesus? Can you read some scripture and then paint something that that is inspired by that scripture, right? What does that look like? Maybe it's putting on worship music. Maybe I know one of my good friends is she does loves lettering. And so she will, she will write out verses in beautiful lettering or write out like words that stand out to her from scripture or from what Jesus is speaking to her. And she, she spends time lettering this beautiful thing, right? So it doesn't have to look like it looks like for everyone else. Maybe for you, it's finding a devotional that like really excites you. And and those words just help encourage you so much, right? For me, it's not a devotional. Most of the time I don't like devotionals. There, there are certain ones I like. I love Priscilla Schreier and there's, there's other ones, but I really like just being in the word. And then if I want to dive deeper into the word, I, I, like, I like reading commentaries that kind of help me understand more of the context and what's going on. So that's for me, but what is it for you? Okay. I, I know I've drilled this point home, but you've got to make it exciting for yourself. Stop trying to make it boring. Stop trying to do it like someone else. You've got to make it exciting. All right, next. If we were to teach our kids about God and we want to do it in a healthy way, we would make sure there is no legalism or perfectionism, right? Legalism, if you're not familiar with that, it's it's like, it's all about the rules, right? Just like the Pharisees back in Jesus's time, like they were all about the rules, the rules, the rules, all of these rules. It was all about what you can and cannot do. It wasn't about that sweet, rich, beautiful relationship with God. It was about checking off the boxes and doing the right thing. And so as we're teaching our kids, yeah, we want them to have the values. Yes, we want them to do the right thing, but we don't want them to do it out of a place of legalism. We don't want them to view God through a legalistic lens where it's like they have to do the right thing or God doesn't want them around, right? We don't want them to just think that they the right thing to do is just to check off the boxes. We want them to to just like with us, like to, to fall into God's arms and to want to talk to God all the time, right? When, if we have a legalistic relationship with them, they're not going to want to come to us with what they're struggling with because they're worried they're going to get in trouble. They're going to get yelled at, right? And so we want to, in our relationship with them, create that warmth, that safety, so that they feel like they can open up. They feel like they can share their thoughts. And it's not just all about the rules, and so we want to create, help them create that kind of relationship with God. And definitely not about perfectionism, right? It's not about getting everything right all the time. It's about that beautiful place of grace where we can live in the warmth and the safety of grace and knowing that we're not supposed to get it right all the time. We're not supposed to never miss a day with God. We're not supposed to never yell and never mess up, right? Yes, as we grow with God, those things will get better. But it's not about perfection. And so we want to make sure our kids learn that. So now the same goes for you. As you are trying to dive into your relationship with God, do you, are you allowing perfectionism? Are you allowing legalism, right? Checking the boxes in. And, and how are you perpetuating those thoughts? Where are those thoughts coming from? Did they come from when you were growing up? 
Did they come from um, some maybe teachers or mentors in your life? Where are those coming from? Maybe you, maybe the way that you deal with the pain that you're in is you perform. Uh, and I'm talking here about pain cycle, which we, we dive into in the academy. But you, uh, when we are in pain, one of the ways we can cope with that in a destructive way is performance, which sometimes looks pretty, right? It's lots of A's on a report card, but if it's coming from a place of trying to prove yourself because you don't think you're worthy without that, then that's unhealthy. And so maybe that's what's driving your relationship with God. So where is that sneaking into your relationship? Because if that's there, you're not going to want to spend time with God. Like you're going to have a yucky feeling when you think about that, because you're going to feel like a failure. You're going to feel like you're missing the mark because again, none of us will ever be good enough. Truly, like God is what makes us good enough because he chooses us and he redeems us and he saves us. So he makes us good enough. But on our own, trying to perform, trying to get it all right, it's we will, we will, we will come up short every single time. And so if that's your view of God, that's your view of that relationship, then you're not going to want to sit with him in the morning because you're going to start the day feeling like a failure and being reminded of all of your shortcomings. So where is that sneaking in? And how are you viewing reading the Bible and prayer? Are you viewing them as tools that benefit you and help you thrive? Or are you viewing them as things that you have to do? And when you, when you miss it, you're a failure and you're not good enough. Okay. So this is essential as we're diving in and parenting ourselves here. Where have you let those wrong mentalities slip into your relationship with God? All right, the next thing that we would do when we're helping our kids learn about God is we would hand hold them into that relationship and into spiritual disciplines. We would not throw them into the deep ends, right? We're not going to give a five-year-old a regular Bible and tell him to read it. Or, you know, a lot of five-year-olds can't read. So we, you know, definitely wouldn't do that. But even like an eight-year-old, you know, we might not give them a, a regular Bible. Now, I don't really, my kids are not old enough, so I don't really know what age kids start reading the real Bible and switch from the kids Bible. So maybe eight is an appropriate age, but you know, we're not going to, the first time that kid starts reading the Bible, that we're not going to have them read in Leviticus, right? That's, that's just not how it's going to go. We're going to help them start in a book of the Bible. It's a little easier to understand. Maybe in the Psalms, maybe the Proverbs, maybe some of the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, we're going to have them start there so they can try and grab hold of it and, and not be discouraged, right? Because if they start reading a little in Leviticus, they're going to be like, the Bible is horrible. <laughs> like, I don't like this and I don't want this, right? But no, we are going to sit with them. We're going to read it with them. We're going to make sure they uh, can read the words. We're going to make sure they are comprehending it. We're going to go slower. Maybe we'll just read a verse or two. We're not going to read eight chapters. We're going to be with them every step of the way. We're going to give them devotionals that are age appropriate for them. And again, get them excited, right? I know my kids uh, have some cool devotionals. Louis Giglio has some really great kids devotionals that are about things like outer space and nature and uh, who knows what else. And so there's so many cool things that that you look to their interests and then you take that interest and connect it to the Bible and connect it to God. And it's exciting and it's fun, right? So we are going to handhold our kids into this relationship with God and into the spiritual disciplines. We're going to teach them to pray little by little. We're not going to expect them to pray for an hour. The first time they sit down to pray, we're going to slowly, little by little, help 
help them pray longer and help them pray more on their own, right? So same with you, right? Going back, okay? What about you? Are you throwing yourself into the deep end? Are you trying to sit down with God and you're starting in Genesis, which Genesis isn't horrible, but it's it's not the easiest. Uh, and, you know, especially if you've never read the Bible before, it might be a hard place to start. Um, and, and maybe you're just doing that on your own, right? And you don't have anyone walking with you through it. You're not in a, a connect group at church where you get to talk about those things. You're not reading any uh, commentaries or devotionals. You're just trying to do it on your own, right? Or maybe you are in Leviticus, <laughs> Like, how are you throwing yourself into the deep end here and discouraging yourself because you're trying to do too much? Maybe you're trying to read five chapters a day. Maybe you're trying to read the Bible in a year, which is not a bad goal. And a lot of people thrive at that and prosper. However, if you've never read the Bible before and you're in the middle of motherhood, that might be a hard place to start. I, I don't, I would maybe, you know, unless you really feel called to it, I would maybe put a hold on that. So how can you take baby steps? Get a devotional. Devotionals are great. Jesus Calling, that's a great, easy one that is really can help you go deep with how you think about God and how much he loves you. Uh, there's Priscilla Schreier. She has great devotionals that really meet you wherever you're at, whether you're just beginning or whether you've been following God for a long time. I love her devotionals. Uh, you know, there's so many different ways to do this. The Bible Project, they have great videos in the Bible Project that helps you understand different books of the Bible. So use that, right? There's so many tools out there and start in a, one of the easier books to read in the Bible. Don't just start in Genesis or Leviticus, uh, you know, start, like I said, in Proverbs, in Psalms, in one of the Gospels. And that's really going to help you begin to tiptoe and don't read a million pages at once. Like have a goal of maybe a chapter a day. And maybe if that's too much, have a couple verses a day. Start small and let yourself ease into that. All right. Next thing we would do with our kids is we would help hold them accountable to diving in with God regularly, right? We're not just going to say it once, tell them to read their Bible, tell them to pray, and then forget about it, right? This is a continual relationship we're stewarding. We are helping them daily think about this, daily go into this, asking them questions, right? So like, you know, and, and in this, we have all of the grace, right? We're not saying you have to be perfect. You have to do this every day without fail, but we are, we are helping hold them accountable, helping remind them because it is important that we do it, right? All of the grace, but not so much that we don't actually do it. (laughs) So what do you need to be held accountable? How do you need to be reminded of this? Maybe you need a group of friends and you guys are reading the same book of Bible together, or maybe you just check in with each other every day or every week about, hey, did you read your Bible this week? How many times? Maybe you should have a habit tracker. Maybe you need to be in a connect group at church or a small group where you guys are diving in together. Maybe you need to put reminders on your phone. Maybe you need to put reminders up in your house, right? You, you get the idea. I mean, you need to give yourself some rewards. Like if you read the Bible four days this week, like take yourself out to ice cream, like, I, you know, whatever that looks like for you. But work on holding yourself accountable in a way where you're, you're reminding yourself continually and not just like a one-time thing or not just on Sundays, but throughout the week. Okay. So as we wrap this up, I just want to lay out, first of all, just some essentials for you. If you are newer to faith or you're just not sure like what, like kind of the core things are that you need in place. So real quickly, I'm just going to go over these one. You need to be in church. Bottom line, 
Again, no negotiations. This is essential. And I know this can be complicated for some people when they've been hurt by the church. And, you know, that can be a whole other episode or series in and of itself. But I just want to challenge you. The church is God's bride. And there is no perfect church because church is run by humans. So there's going to be mistakes that are made. And if you're in an unhealthy church, go find a healthy one. But you need to be in church. You are, you cannot do this journey of faith alone. Okay. And don't just be in church on Sundays, but get involved, get in a group, serve at church. All of those things are so essential to walking out this relationship with Jesus. The next thing that's essential is you need to meet with God daily. This I already mentioned this earlier, but you need to be in conversation with him daily, talking to him in prayer, reading the Bible, right? This is essential. And now, again, you don't need perfectionism. So if you miss some days reading your Bible, that's okay. I love my pastor says, win the week, try and get four out of seven days, win the week. That's great. Um, and But even be, beyond that, you want to just be in conversation with him daily. Like even if you're missing some days reading the Bible, like when you wake up, like talk to him. When you're going to bed, talk to him, right? All throughout your day, trying to have that conversation with him. And that will come more as you follow God. It's, it is, uh, it grows over time. All right. And then the next part is just, I kind of just mentioned this, but finding ways to weave God in throughout your day. So putting on worship music in the morning, that's one of my favorite ways to start my day. Um, worship music anytime, really. That's such a great way to connect to God. Prayer throughout the day, listening to God, asking God questions and, and asking, uh, waiting to hear his voice on things, memorizing scripture, just finding ways that it, this faith isn't just consolidated to a bubble of church or a bubble of your, even your quiet time in the morning, but it's the center of your life. It's the bedrock, the foundation of your life. And so everything is lived on top of that. All right, real quickly, <clears throat> I just have some questions for you. If you're struggling here, I'm going to just give you some questions to guide you in figuring out what this looks like. So get a pen, get a paper. Um, this is what I want you to reflect on. Number one, how are God and I doing? How are God and I doing? Just be honest with yourself. Where are you guys at? How are you doing? What's, what's been going on? Number two, how are my spiritual disciplines going? Spiritual disciplines, uh, there's many of them, but it, the core ones are kind of reading your Bible and prayer. There's also fasting and, and, and solitude. There's some other things as well, but the core ones we're talking about here, prayer and reading your Bible. So how are those going? Like, are they awesome? Like rank yourself one to 10. Am I killing it here or am I missing the mark? And it's okay if you're missing the mark. This is just an assessment to figure out your next step. So how are my spiritual disciplines going? Number three, am I in community or am I in isolation with my faith? Am I in community or am I in isolation with my faith? Again, you can't do it alone. If you try and do it alone, you're going to fail. That's how the enemy works is he divides, he isolates. And so the enemy is going to sneak in with doubt, with, uh, you know, sin enticement, whatever that looks like for you, he's going to sneak in. You can't do it alone. So where are you at? Are you doing, maybe that's the area that there's a crack in your foundation is the community. So assess that for yourself. And then number four, where is the crack that I need to stop up? So looking at my foundation, going over these questions, as I look through these questions, where is that crack? Where am I missing it? Where do I need to uh, reset the foundation? And then number five, what is my next step? So now that I see where the crack is, okay, what do I need to do next? Do I need to get in community? Do I need to um, figure out what time I'm going to read my Bible and, and put in placeholders to make sure that happens and, you know, whatever that looks like for you. So I hope this encouraged you. 
Remember, you've got this. You can parent yourself just like you parent your kids. Let me just pray for you. And I'm just going to believe that God is going to do some work inside of you and really give you this beautiful foundation to stand on. God, we thank you that with you, we have life and life abundantly. God, we thank you that you give us so much beauty in this life, so much hope, God, even when everything feels like it's off, God, you breathe fresh air, God, into our lives, into our lungs, God, into our world. And I just pray for every mama listening, God, that maybe is just lacking in some of these areas. God, I pray, I rebuke shame in the name of Jesus. I rebuke condemnation. I pray, God, that you would just encourage her, God. You would help give her hope and help her just to see what that one thing is that she can do, God, to to increase her connection with you, to increase the hope in her life because of who you are. And God, I just pray that you would be with her in this journey and speak to her, God, and just meet with her as she's meeting with you, God. And we just love you, God, and we are so grateful for this beautiful life you've given us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Thank you.